0: So I, I work at a couple's resort. So it's like all, it's just like literally nobody else except couples that go there, stay there. And um, so this guy is in this room. He's, I think, I don't even know why the reason was, but he called his—he called the cops on his wife.
1: I had a friend of mine, um, this guy Jake, that was uh, writing for uh, 1500 ESPN up in Minnesota and um he went down he lived in a building that i worked in in downtown boston um was, he's a teacher up here and his wife was here and everything um and he went down to spring training i guess it was about three four years ago he went down for like four days he said it was like the best experience ever so it's awesome he said, you get to talk to the players like everyone's like chill like the fans are ha- laid back like the fans aren't like crazy like they are during the season it's like everyone's just laid back you find fans from like every team everywhere like just going to check out games and stuff it's like it's a completely different atmosphere than if you go to like a you know a Red Sox game at Fenway or something like that
2: uh, Yeah,
1: he's like it's so, it's so chill like everyone you like run into players and agents and like GMs and stuff like in restaurants <laughs> like he's like you just like see people everywhere he said it's awesome. That's
0: awesome, yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to get down there. Yeah.
0: That'd be cool to, like, if we end up growing this podcast, like, go down there, like, next year or something, and have, like, a live pod or something.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, we got to get... What we got to start doing, too, is doing the pod on, uh, like, the podcast section on the Scorcrow.
0: Oh, yeah. I keep... i I did it for, like, the one episode, and I forgot about the other ones, like, to do that.
1: Yeah, you gotta try to do that because yeah. it'll get it'll get a lot more I think it'll get more attention if it's like tweeted out and everything like that, you know? Yeah, like I, I always I always like and retweet it from the Scorecrow account anyway. But I'm yeah. just saying, like if it's posted on the Scorecrow on the actual site on the podcasts, you know, because I know Dan puts his up, the Buck Guys. Right. Gabe does his cardboard box seats with the basketball, and Tom does his too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So throw yours on, you know, throw the pod tar on there. Especially during baseball season. people looking yeah. for podcasts, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely be
2: good
0: to do that. I was actually going to, like, when I did my mock, my first mock draft, I was, like, working on a video. Like, I was going to do, like, a video that's along with it. Like, mm-hmm. of, like, like, kind of like a video edit of it. Like I, I started it. I did like the first ten picks, and then I just got so busy I couldn't even do it. Like, couldn't finish. I was gonna do that and then like link in the article onto there. Right, right. Would have got more views, but I never got around to finishing it.
1: Yeah, video content's big, man. People like the stuff, so it's like you know. Yeah, I had an extra category today mm-hmm. for NASCAR DFS. All right. Was Brandon and Dale, and now that NASCAR season has started, obviously with the Daytona 500. Yeah. Oh, there's two races this weekend. There's one tomorrow on uh, Boyd Gaming 300, and then the Pennsylvania 400 is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they're like switching off. Like Dale and Brandon are gonna do like XFL DFS and nascar dfs like every weekend they're going to switch off yeah so that, that category in there and the dfs has been so huge for us man
0: yeah how does like how does nascar dfs even work do you like do you like pick two wins the race or something
1: well it, it depends on you get points for like where you finish like uh-huh. where you start and where you finish so if you start in the pole position like number one position and you finish like 10th you get like minus nine points like stuff like that. Like uh, as far as I understand, I never played it, but this is as far as I understand it. But you also get points for like laps led. I oh. think that, like you know, so I, I'm not sure exactly how the point system works, but it's 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 geared toward that, you know.
2: Yeah,
0: I've
1: what else? I've never, like,
0: I've never gotten to NASCAR.
1: Neither have I. I mean, I know, I know a lot of the bigger drivers, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Right. and I, I, I learn a lot about other sports just from reading all these articles that we put in, <laughs> like, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, especially because I'm baseball, football, mostly, you know, mm-hmm. but I've learned a ton about basketball just from like conversations with Josh and Mike on an NBA chat and like reading their articles and you know even with like stuff like nascar right? yeah just reading the articles and editing them and stuff like i've learned like a lot of names and you know yeah that so that's good to get that get your name out there yeah i feel like i can actually have a conversation about different sports now i <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like I'm a total moron right
0: i I feel like I'm starting to branch out a little bit too. Like learn about all these other sports, like basketball, even I'm getting more into. I used to not be into it as much, but now I'm like more into it.
1: Yeah, um, I'm still. I'm just still not into. I don't know. I'm just in a, not into it. It's like for me, I don't know. Baseball has always been my number one, and it's just right. when baseball season comes around, it's kind of like that's really all I constantly Especially with all the fantasy leagues I'm in and all this stuff, like you know. It's hard to it's hard to concentrate on everything.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: You know, yeah. I just don't baseball like I used to.
0: Yeah, baseball is my my first baby. You know, my yeah. first love.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, yeah baseball is easy number one for me.
0: Yeah, it's like no contest.
1: Basically. Yeah, I'm, it's been like part yeah. of my life
0: forever. Yeah, I mean NFL is kind of close, but not really that close. <laughs>
1: You know, NFL's falling off for me a little bit. Yeah, same. As you. I actually kind of like college more. Yeah, I used to be more into college too. I'm not really, but I'm, then again, I like like reading you guys' articles, like scouting reports and stuff. Like, I love that stuff because okay. I like doing that for baseball. You know, mm-hmm. even though baseball doesn't give you the immediate satisfaction because because Can a guy from high school and he doesn't. Those. Hello? uh, Look at baseball. A guy gets drafted out of high school. You don't see him in the major leagues until five years later. (laughs) So it's like,
0: you know. I think uh, what – I don't even know your name. Sorry. From Twitter. It's just just V on Twitter, so I don't know your actual name. (laughs) Hello? You there?
1: thought she was here. But, it says she's on, or he, or, or VA is what I'm showing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. She just said something. I thought, but don't see. But yeah, I, I going back to like college. Like I used to, I used to love college. Like I mean, I used to love NFL. Like A lot more than college, but now, like last last couple years, college has been like a lot more interesting to me. Yeah,
1: that's how it goes sometimes. You you go back and forth with different sports. I mean, I used to be really into hockey, and I just after the second strike they had in, I guess it was two thousand. I want to say it was two thousand seven. I don't know, two thousand nine. Like around that, like it was around that time, and it was just. I don't know. I lost interest.
2: Yeah,
1: lost interest. I, and you know what it is? Like I don't. Even though up here there are a lot of Bruins, obviously the Bruins are big up here and stuff. But I mean, I'm not friends with a lot of people that follow a lot of hockey, so that's the thing too. Is that I'm not talking about it all the time, like following it and everything like that. So it kind of, you know, if yeah. it's not if it's not forefront in your mind, on a daily basis. Then it's eh, uh, you know, it
2: was
1: whatever. Mm. Plus, my team stinks now. I was a Red Wings fan for a long time, and they're yeah. horrible now. They just got like eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How does that happen already when half the league makes the playoffs? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this, I actually like got, I kind of got more into the hockey this year. Like, I wasn't, I never got into it as much until like, well, a couple years ago, I was into it, and then I kind of fell off of it. And then, but then this year, I got into it again. Like, and I watch. Now, like, I call myself a Rangers Rangers fan now. Like, kind of.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not really. Into it. I don't watch every game, so I don't really get into it.
1: It was funny back in the like back in the 90s. I was. I had a friend of mine that was really into hockey. He was a huge Rangers fan.
2: Yeah.
1: And he actually, him and his brother took me to a game for my birthday. Um took me to, you know, took me to a Rangers game in Madison Square Garden. I went to the game and everything, and I fell in love with it. I was like, it's the best sport to see, like, live. Because it's so different live. So, uh, yeah, I fell in love with it, and then I got him into baseball. Because he was kind of, he was, a, believe it or not, he was a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Because he loved the Cardinals, like, in the 80s. Like, when they had, you know, uh-huh. McKee, Vince Coleman, Jack Clark, all these guys, like, speed guys and stuff. But, um, yeah. So we kind of – I got him into baseball. He got me into hockey, and we kind of, like, went back and forth. Mm. Then we kind of lost touch after a while. And then I was still into the Red Wings, so they were still good. And then, like I said, after the strikes happened and stuff, I was like – I kind of lost interest in it.
2: Um, and I was
1: like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but baseball, always baseball with me. Yeah. Always it's
0: never going to happen with baseball. i never going to fall out of love with that. No. <laughs>
1: never. I don't care what happens in the league. No. <laughs> like, you said,
0: like you said the one time like freaking even if even if the pitches are thrown underhand like you're still going to watch it <laughs> oh yeah
1: definitely
0: like if it's, I mean like, softball or something.
1: I mean I remember when I was younger my great grandfather used to mm-hmm. babysit me sometimes and nice. he was a huge Dodgers fan because he was from like Brooklyn Dodgers days now obviously he moved to LA I'm not that old they moved to L.A. since then, you know, before that. Yeah. Then he became a Mets fan because they were a National League team from New York, you know, and stuff. So I was like, you know, he would babysit me. I was like two, three years old. And uh-huh. he would sit me on the floor in the living room in the afternoon, like on a Sunday afternoon or whatever. And it was like baseball was on. So I was like ingrained in me. I was like a baby. Dude. Like I was like hey, all about baseball i played t-ball since i was six years old like i mean Mm -hmm. you know played up until first year of college i coached coached for like 10 years i umpired for 13 years like i I was always loved the game yeah
2: i was
0: was, it was like my great i think it it was my grandfather that got me into it i started watching games with him all the time and like it wasn't even my parents but their parents didn't even watch it and then like i started watching it all the time and then like they—they're the ones who like started watching it because of me. They started like falling, falling in love with the Yankees like I did. That's cool. Yeah, because even like my mom didn't watch it really when he, she was growing up. Because it was my dad, my my mom's, <laughs> my mom's father that watched it. So, but she didn't watch it growing up really. But her brothers did.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah, and then my great grandfather, my great grandfather passed away when I was, uh, this was about ten. But my grand – like his daughter, my grandmother on my father's side was a huge sports fan. She used to sit in the kitchen doing the New York Times crossword and listen to Mike and the Mad Dog on the radio back in the 80s. <laughs> this is like her thing. And she used to watch the Knicks. She's a huge Knicks fan, huge Yankees fan. And that's the reason I became a Celtics fan back then is because – if the, you know, if the Yankees weren't on, if they played a day game and the Knicks were on at night, we'd watch the Knicks. And I remember watching the Knicks play the Celtics a lot, obviously, because they, back then they were in the same division. And the Celtics used to kill them all the time. So I became a Celtics fan, of rooting for them, just to spite her. <laughs> like, just oh. to, like, piss her off. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, And, of course, I was watching when Bird, McHale, and Parrish and all these guys were playing. So they were, like, you know, they were dominant. Back then, it was like Celtics-Lakers in the 80s, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's why I became a Celtics fan. But yeah. I haven't followed it much. You know, like yeah. I said, I know I know the main players, and I learned a lot this past year and a half, like talking to Josh and Mike and all these guys in the NBA chat and stuff. But yeah. I don't follow it. I, I really don't like to sit down and watch games and stuff. I mean, yeah. playoffs, I have, I'll, I'll watch a game or something. But mm-hmm. I'm not really into it during the regular season. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, I definitely understand that part, but anyway, I think my the other guest is here, so I think you want to chime in. You go ahead now.
1: Hello? Hello, um, you there?
0: Yeah, you have a question, right?
3: Hey, Alex. How are you doing? Um, one question.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Shoot.
3: Um, have the cops arrested him? I mean, the cops, did they take him to the jail?
0: Sorry, what's that? I didn't catch that. You said the cops? Are you asking about the, my, at work, about the cops? Yeah, so I'm actually yeah I'll go, I'll jump into this, telling the story about the what happened at work. So, um, just like going over what like my job is like at a resort. So I I work at a couples resort. So it's like all it's just like literally nobody else except couples that go there stay there. And um, so this guy is in this room. He's I think I don't even know why the reason was, but he called his he called the cops on his wife. Uh, like I don't know why, but like he's and then his wife's like sitting out in, in the car, and then cops go to the front desk and like say and then tell tell them the situation and everything like this guy called the cops and they're gonna go check out the situation and stuff or whatever they go up there, and then they look at the information the, the guy's information all that stuff and then they found they found out that the guy had a he had a warrant out for they had a warrant out for his arrest. Well. So this guy literally called the cops. and mean, there's a warrant out for him. Like, I think part of it was I think he called the cops because like his I don't something to do with like they were getting into a fight or something. They were too, they were like really drunk. I don't know why. I think he just was really drunk. He was like didn't know what the hell he was doing. But so they then they handcuffed him and they just took him away. Like, it, and it was because he I think it was because he stole a car. He like, that's why the warrant was out. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? He freaking called the cops on himself. Like he. Like, why are you calling the cops to your wife in the first place? And then why are you calling the cops when you have a warrant out for you? Like, I guess maybe he's from, I mean, he might have been from, like, New York or something. He didn't know what they were going to know in PA or something. But still, it's like, you know, these guys are look, like, after you and you're calling them. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah
0: that's, that, that's that story. That was pretty crazy. That was, like, right at the end of my shift, too. I saw the cops sitting there and – well, not sitting there. I saw – I was pulling around to, like, one of the rooms because I do – I drop guests off and, on the shuttle bus that I – like, I drive that around the resort, like, dropping people off. Right, so right. I went up there, and I saw this cop car sitting there, and then I saw a guy them handcuffing this guy and, like, putting him in the car. I was like, what the hell is going on? And that's not even the wow. first time it like that happened either. Because, like, another, I think it was, like, Chris, even, like, Christmas Eve or something, or not Christmas Eve, exactly. I think it was, like, a couple of days after Christmas Eve, uh, I saw cops there, and a freaking, this guy, like, he, I guess they were coming because somebody called because of, uh, like, a situation, like, a, what the hell is the word?
1: Domestic violence, or?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was because of domestic violence, yeah. And then the, the guy actually, like, fled. He, like, drove away
2: wow
1: and then
0: but his his like girlfriend was still there and like she he left her there and then it was her birthday and shit too it's like he left her behind right there like and then she didn't have a car and they only had one car and then she didn't have a a charger for her phone either well her phone was gonna die so she didn't have any she didn't have any way of getting home they live like three thousand miles away wow I I was like what the hell and so she actually bought, like, my charger off me for $20. Mm-hmm. She was like, I was actually getting, I wasn't even going to charge her. I was like, she's like, I need a charger. Can you have one? I was like, yeah, you can have mine. You can Go ahead. Like, I felt so bad for her. I was like, yeah, you can have it. She's like, no, I feel, I I, I insist. I want to pay for it. I was like, I'm not going to just take it from me. But I was like, no, you can have it. And then she just, like, she still gave me money. I was like, whatever. I'm not going to turn that down. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was
0: crazy. That's the second, like, that's the second time in, like, two months it's- Something like that has happened when I was working. Like domestic violence or whatever. I mean that's the only explanation you can find that for why they would be why they why that would happen. Like like at a couples resort, that's probably the reason.
1: <laughs> well yeah, I guess you're gonna find out, you know, people go away on vacation and it's like they're alone, they talk about stuff and
2: I get too drunk. Know,
1: they get did you you know, they get drunk and they're trying to escape. Like yeah. They have kids and their regular lives and stuff like that. They're trying to kind of get away. But right. stuff is still... If there's stuff that's still festering in their heads, especially when they start drinking, you know, one person in the couple says something and it triggers something else and it just snowballs from there. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, that was crazy. That's, like... Really, guy called. He basically called the cops on himself since he had like the warrant was out for him. Like,
1: <laughs> maybe he didn't even know it was. I mean, it depends on how long ago it was. I mean, there's statute of limitations, but I mean, I guess he figured, uh, you know, that's all yeah. done with. I don't, yeah, maybe. I don't
0: know. I don't even know. Like, why would you call it anyway? Like, well, I don't know what the hell the situation was. Like the whole situation, but like, I don't know why he would call him call the cops on his own life. <laughs> but anyway.
1: Are you sure it was his wife?
0: <laughs> uh that's what I was told. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It could have been just like a freaking something. freaking side Who knows?
1: <laughs> Who knows? Uh, you don't know.
2: <clears throat>
1: so who's the guest we have on today?
0: Uh yeah, what's I don't know your actual name because I just see, I have you on Twitter and it's like it's not you don't your name's not on there so let it yeah what let let's, let, it, let us know your name then.
1: Oh she's on mute I think. Yeah she's on mute now. Uh,
0: I think she's kind of shy that's why. Yeah. But uh, that was basically what I wanted to do, the pod- podcast. I wanted to tell the story.
1: <laughs>
0: but I don't know what, nothing, what else was going on. Well, We got ba- we got full games tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just about everyone's playing tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fun. It's finally starting.
0: Yeah. The Yankees play at 1 o'clock on the Yes Network.
1: Nice. Who are they playing?
0: Uh, I don't remember now. Maybe is it Blue Jays? Uh, yeah, it was Blue Jays. Yeah. Are we watching that before I go to work at three thirty?
1: Yeah, I get to see a lot of. Um, well, I have the MLB package anyway, so I mean, I get to see all the spring training games, but I get to see a, I get to see a lot of Boston and the Twins. They play, like, right next to each other. Uh, so they play a lot in spring training. Like, Boston and the Twins, they'll, they'll have, like, eight games in spring training. <laughs> like, they have a ton of games against each other because they're right there. Uh, so, being up here, they always have them on the Nesson. So, I'll get, to see. I'll get to see a bunch of games. Let's check out some guys. Yeah. Try to watch, like, after, like, the first week. Because I think they give a lot of these guys a shot, you mm-hmm. know, the first week. Take a look at them. And then you, you'll see, like, after hey, after the first two weeks, really, people start getting cut, like, sent back down and stuff. And they start paring it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they invite so many, you know, a lot of people get spring invites, minor leaguers, major I leaguers am. that they, they signed to, like, a minor league deal. If they make the club, then they get paid a certain amount, you know, stuff like that. So I think, I think Julius Chalcine, actually, because I know the Twins signed him, but I think they might have signed him to a minor league deal. And if he makes the club, he makes like a million dollars. He could get incentives and stuff like that. Like, so you see a lot of that, like this first couple of weeks, mm-hmm. especially the minor guys, like some guy that's like t- that tore up like you know even advanced A ball last year. I'll bring them up just to get a just to get them a look against, you know, major league caliber or triple A caliber guys. Right. Get them a little feel, you know, before their season starts. So you see that a lot because they'll have, you know, I mean, the roster is twenty six this year, but they'll have like 50, 60 guys in camp just to, you know, get a look at them. But.
0: I'm excited to see some of the young the young pitchers for the Yankees like. Clark Smith and uh, A.B. Garcia, one of those.
1: yeah. Did they invite that kid King? I forget. His oh, yeah, first name.
0: yeah, the, uh, Mike King, yeah.
1: yeah, Mike King, yeah, 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 i to see him too.
0: Yeah, exciting, yeah. Uh, and then like they're gonna probably have a competition for like the fourth and fifth spots, like it's depending on what happens with Severino, too. Like, yeah, probably, just, Severino will probably be down for a little while, and then Paxton's out, so. I think one. I think one of those three pitchers is going to end up with a spot. Like it'll be Mont. It'll be Montgomery for the fourth, and then the fifth will be maybe Davy, and then or maybe or maybe Michael King. We'll, we'll see what happens though.
1: Yeah, I like you to use an opener.
2: Yeah. I know, could,
1: be- roll with that. I I don't know how many off days they have in the beginning of season too. So sometimes. Teams have a couple off days where they don't actually need a fifth starter in the beginning of the season either. So that might help out the Yankees if their schedule is like that. I don't know what their schedule is like in March and April. So I have no idea. But a yeah. lot of times that happens where you have like a Monday off, then you'll have the following Monday off, then you have a Thursday off, then you have – you know what I mean? You get a bunch of off days. Right. That you can kind of work your rotation even with a four-man rotation. You can work around it
2: yeah
1: so you know they might be able to do something like that yeah
0: they definitely they they definitely can work around like it's it's good to get these injuries out like now, so then like once it's like august september like, they have they're at full strength,
1: yeah can,
0: even,
1: that's, what like, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for for the twins too I mean, Pineda comes back off suspension on May tenth, you know as long as we can get him by the end of May. Have him make a couple starts in the minors. You know, get himself stretched out. And then Rich Hill, who we signed this year, he comes back. He's looking at June, beginning of June. So if we can get him, like, three, four starts before the all-star break, he'll be good for the playoff playoff run and everything. You know what I mean? Like, he'll be fresh because he goes and throw a lot of innings anyway. He's older. I think he's 38, 39 years old. But he'll be key in the playoffs because he's solid when he pitches. And he's a lefty, which we don't have in our starting rotation at all. So, I mean, that that could be key in the playoffs Mm -hmm. down the stretch. So I'll be waiting to get those guys back. But for now, I'm I'm fine with Barrios, Odorisi, and Maeda as the top three. I mean, and then we got Homer Bailey holding down the fourth spot. We'll see how he does. He looked better in the second half last year. And then the fifth mm-hmm. spot is going to be either opener, bullpen day, or it's going to be Dobnack um, Dobnak or Smelter, probably. Yeah.
2: You
1: know, Chassin may win the job too. Chassin can at least eat up some innings. So we'll see. It's gonna be, you know, we'll see how they piece it together. But honestly, five, like you know, when you have Barrio Sodorisi Maeda, and then getting Pineda and Hill back. That's a solid top five, man. I mean, granted, I think Barrios is going to take a step forward this year, and Odorisi took the qualifying offer. He's going to look to get paid next year as yeah. a 31 year old. He's going to want a nice four or five year deal for 100 million. So he's yeah. going to pitch. My aid is solid. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Pineda and Hill come back strong, that's a solid top five, man. Going through the second half of the season. I like it, not bad. I mean, no ace like a Cole or a Verlander or someone like that. But you know, got to remember, Barrios. This is his. This is his third. I think third full season or fourth full season in the majors. Now, Uh time for him. You know, time for him to step forward. Yeah, you know, maybe he could turn into that ace. We'll see. see. If he does, I mean, the lineup is sick.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: it's not like we're gonna have problems scoring runs.
0: Especially now we get Donaldson too. 30-50 to home runs. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean it's crazy. But, I mean, I, you know, and I think the defense will be better. Adding Donaldson at third base. I think yeah. This is gonna. He's he's a world better than Sano at third. We'll see how Sano does at first. But, I mean, if Sano stays healthy. That dude can hit 40, 45 home runs a year. Yeah. You know, Nelson Cruz just doesn't get older. I don't know. He just, he's going to play till he's 50. Yeah, yeah. Donaldson and Kepler and Polanco, Mitch Garver again for a full season. You know, plenty in the lineup. I'm not worried about the lineup at all. No. Hey, uh,
2: do you
3: know –
0: who do you, who do you think will be Xi Wan Yang for this year? let say that again. Sorry, I didn't
3: catch it. Oh, who do you think will be Xi Wan Yang for this year? Will
1: be the Cy Young this year? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, for the
0: American League, I'm guessing, right?
3: Um, boom, boom, boom. American and um, natural.
0: Okay. Um, I guess I'll start with American League first. I don't want to be biased. I don't want to say. I'm not gonna say Garrett Cole because that would be too biased. Um. So I'm gonna go with somebody else. Let me think. Um, I'm trying to think who could be good this year. Um. Uh, I uh, you know. I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Shane Bieber actually. I think he's gonna be good this year. That's my pick.
1: Wow, Shane Bieber,
0: huh? Going with like a little bit of dark horse action there.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Matt Boyd. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm only kidding. No, nah, I don't think Boyd's gonna do it.
2: Uh,
0: I think he'll be traded at some point.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm. You know what? We're gonna go that way. I'm gonna go Barrios. Okay. I'll go Jose well, I mean, Barrios.
0: I mean, you're being biased, though.
1: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm being biased. biased. But,
0: uh, National League.
1: <laughs> I like Clevenger uh, a lot, but he's banged oh, yeah. So yeah, right. I don't know. You know. Mhm.
0: Uh, but National League, um. Hmm. Well, De- I don't think it'll be Degrom again because he already won three in a row. So, or was it three in a row? Or was it just two in a row? Two in a row, yeah. I don't think it'll do a three in a row. But I'm gonna go. Should I go Scherzer? I don't know. Uh... Actually, yeah, I'm gonna go with Flaherty, Jack Flaherty. Yeah, I you
1: know. I got no problems with that. But I'm mm-hmm. going to go um, for National League. I'm going to go Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller.
0: I have to go I to that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, I think Bueller is really going to – Dude's been a beast, man, just already in his in his career. He's only pitched for two seasons. But I think this year he puts it all together. Yeah. Like you said, we're trying to stay away from DeGrom Scherzer, Verlander Cole, like the usual suspects, you know. Yeah. Another guy I can see being a real dark horse in the National League so young is uh, Luis Castillo. Oh, yeah.
0: I could see I that. I like
1: him a lot. Don't like the park he plays in. And if he gets a little home run happy, he could hurt him. But...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think he, I, I think he's got, he's got great stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, you know, it's gonna be Sonny Gray.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, it's possible because he, he left the Yankees. Now he's good, so he's gonna win a Cy Young now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was never, I, I just never was a Sonny Gray guy. Uh, I just never like, I don't know. Even when he had a couple good years in Oakland. Like, to me, he's just, I don't know. To me, he's nothing special. You know, that's just my, I don't i don't know. You got burned with him, fantasy leagues and stuff like that. Like, I just don't, you know, I don't know. I don't think his stuff is that great.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just don't. He, he's not a big dude. Like, those guys I try to stay away from. I mean, I know, like, you get someone like Tim Lincecum, who was the back-to-back Cy Young Award winner.
2: Yeah,
1: and the dude, re- the dude was basically gone by the time he was thirty-one. Like, yeah. tried to make a comeback with Texas and everything like that. And th- there's not a lot of small guys like that that can actually last. And I think Gray is coming toward the end. I honestly do.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I mean, he might be solid for one or two more years, but I, I just don't see him lasting. But I could be wrong. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I've been wrong before, yeah. but
0: oh, yeah, you've been wrong all the time. What are you
1: talking about? Yeah, I've been <sighs> wrong plenty of times, <laughs> but um, yeah,
0: I had
1: the world series picked last year, though. <laughs> That's one uh, thing I can yeah. hang my hat on. <laughs> that, That's right. <laughs>
0: that, that was a good one. I don't know how you got that.
1: Yeah, it's you know. And it was looking looking really bad for the Nationals in the beginning of the season.
2: Yeah.
1: But I had the proof. I was on Tom's pod on April 2nd. And I called Washington over the Astros in seven games.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think you did on this pod, too. You you said Washington over the Astros. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I, I had a feeling about Washington last year. Because yeah. I also said it would be poetic justice to get rid of Harper and they won the World Series. Yeah. But that would have been like, you know. I think
0: it would be kind of part of justice if he wins this year. Like if the Phillies win this year, too.
1: Phillies will win this year.
0: So like, he I said. I got
1: Phillies wins. Phillies over the Yankees. But I think the Phillies might win it. Yeah. I don't know though. Did you see the whole Ryamoto thing? No. Yeah, JT Ryamuto, he uh he lost his arbitration case. This is his last year of arbitration and he's a free agent at the end of the year.
2: Oh, damn.
1: And he talked about it. Um there's a really good article. I think it's the Philly Philly Esquire, or Philly Inquirer or something like that. Oh, okay. I read a great article about it, and um he was, he was looking for twelve million. Mm-hmm. He got 10 million.
0: Oh.
1: But he was upset about the the process of it. You know, and I think people are blowing it out of proportion. They're saying, like, oh, you know, he's making only 10 million. Oh, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's a millionaire. And and he said it multiple times in the article. He said, I'm, you know, I'm lucky to be in the position I'm in. You know, I'm not disappointed in the contract, I'm not disappointed in the money I make. Like, that's not that.
2: Oh, it's yeah.
1: that. He felt that the Phillies went into arbitration and they used, they compared him to other catchers in the league rather than comparing him to other players, like, as a precedent. And actually, the article brought up Rendon. Rendon got $12.5 million when he went to arbitration two years ago. And when they put up Rendon's stats at the time, career stats compared to JT rumor those stats this year going into this year, they were similar.
2: Oh yeah.
1: That was kind of his point is like, why are you comparing me just against other catchers? Why aren't you comparing me to like hitters around the league? Why yes. to catch it? That was certainly like, that was kind of his thing, you know, that I felt that like he was talking about. So, but people are people are coming off now on Twitter. Even Bill James came on Twitter and was talking about like JT Muto. Yeah, yeah. Like that he's disappointed. He, you know, he's upset about his losing his arbitration case because he's only making 10 million this year, blah blah. He's twisting it. Like it's not that's not from what I gathered from the article from Philly, yeah. is not what he was saying. He was saying he was disappointed in the process.
2: Mm. Okay. You know, and
1: of course, they did the PR thing, and they asked him about, well, if if Philly wants to, you know, give you an extension, you know, you're gonna talk about that. He's like, we'll we'll cover that when when it gets to that, but you know, he's like, I, I have no ill will. I have no you know, I'm getting ready for the season,
2: all right.
1: So he said all the right things at that point. You know, it was like, I just want to play baseball. I just want to get ready for the season, help the team win. Blah 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 blah. You know, the usual. But I think I thought it was interesting. uh, Like, you know, people twist things like that. Yeah. You know, I saw Bill James come on. Bill James was online on Twitter, like with a poll, like talking about, like, you know, do you think it's unfair that he's making only 10 million, like in in capital letters, only 10 million or something like that? Uh, I was like, trying to say, like, you know, spit it out. Don't be, like, all ambiguous about it, Bill. You know? <laughs> like, come on now. You know, come and on. then he's arguing. And he got, he got ratioed completely. Oh, uh, You know? Because <laughs> people were like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, what? you know? But, whatever. Come on, Bill. Geez. Riamuto's the best catcher in baseball. Yeah. Hands down. He is. Consistently, right. the past few years, he's been the best catcher in baseball since Posey since Posey's gone down
2: mm-hmm.
1: Real Muto's taken over I'd say probably yeah. the past three years Real Muto's been the best catcher he's, mm-hmm. he's an incredible defensive catcher and the dude hit what, what did he hit 280 25 bombs and like 80 RBIs 90 runs I mean who puts up that kind of production on a regular basis you know I, know, I know guys like, you know, even when I wrote the fantasy article with the catchers, like, you know, I know guys like Sanchez and Garver and these guys have the power potential and stuff like that. But they've only done it once. It's not yeah. like, you know, Gary Sanchez burst onto the scene and he had a great second year. But the past year and a half, he's been hurt. He's hit 180. Like, I mean, you know, same thing with Garver. Yeah, Garver was great last year. 31 home runs in 93 games. But he's a, he was also a 29-year-old rookie. Like, yeah. what has he done? It was not right. like he's done this consistently. You know, rumuto has been, been solid and making even progression. Like, he's been very linear with his progression. You know, and I think he's in his prime now. I think he's just going to get better for the next couple of years. Then he'll hit the regression, probably moves to the first base at their base, you know. Yeah, there's still there's still three more years of a really good catcher.
2: Yeah, in him, so
1: not to mention he catches a crazy amount of games.
2: I think oh yeah,
1: 146 games or something like that last year. Like that's insane for a catcher. That's like yeah. Gary Carter level. Yeah, Gary Carter played. Dude played. It was funny because. I remember looking up Gary Carter, like when he passed away a few years ago, uh, I think it was Buster Only one mm-hmm. of those guys, Buster Olney or Tim Kirchner or someone like that came out with this stat, that Gary Carter for like for a 12 year stretch, caught like 93% of his team's games or something like that. It was a crazy amount of games. Dude would catch like 155 games a year.
2: Oh, yeah. That's and still have
1: that offensive. I mean, that, that's a lot, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, if
1: we look at that at every sport now, like the load management and NBA and, you know, stuff like that, like those guys, some of those, these guys with workhorse, and that's got to be rewarded. Definitely. You know, workhorses like that. You know, mm-hmm. Yanni Molina is like that. He's been like that through his career. You Know that's why I still think Yadi's a Hall of Famer.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: he's definitely a Hall of Famer. You yeah. know, who was it that wrote an article that like arguing that he's not? Was it Marcus? I mean, Marcos?
1: No, that was, that was, oh, like, was- I keep seeing it because it gets views all the time. Like, I don't know how this is possible, hey. but I forget who it was. I think it was, Lo- I, I think it was Logan or well, Lamar. Was it Marcos? Uh,
2: I, I'm trying to remember. It, I thought it
1: was Marcos. Might have been. I, I thought it was somebody that's still here. Was it? Oh, man. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, the article still gets views. Like, I see your views. Like, I check out, <laughs> and it'll be like every day there's like three views. Yada yada. Melina, not a Hall of Famer. like, what?
2: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, looking for stuff. They're
1: probably,
0: they're probably looking up, like, they're probably looking up, like is, is Yadier Molina a Hall of Famer or
1: something well, like that? Well, that's the thing. If you Google it, you know, something like that could come up on the first or second page. That's, that's, that's the way it gets, or it gets picked up by another publication. Sometimes another publication will pick up an article.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you have
1: any other questions for us? Whoever you are?
3: <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No, I don't have any questions.
0: Okay. Yeah, thanks for asking the other ones. Oh, that was good. Good questions. I, I guess since you went over, we talked about Cyan, maybe we can pick, make our predictions for the MVP too. That's a good sign. So AL MVP. Uh let me think. You can go first if you want. I I can't think right now.
1: <laughs> I'll go first. I'm gonna i I'm gonna stay away from Trout just because he's the obvious pick. So we'll go yeah. we'll go again like kind of dark horse type thing. Um <sighs> MVP. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Matt Chapman. Oh, okay. I, I think Oakland wins that division
0: this
2: yeah.
1: year. And I think they can get close, to, close again to hundred games and possibly win a hundred games. And I think Chapman's defense Which is elite, and I think he takes another step forward. You got to remember, the dude's only been in the league for three years.
2: Yeah,
1: I think his offense takes a step forward, and I think he's going to put up enough. Like he'll he'll have like an eight or nine WAR season. I think he'll be up there. I think he'll be up there. So I can see Chapman doing it, especially if Oakland does win that division over the Astros, Mm -hmm. and they put up. 101 wins or something like that. Chapman hits, like, 36, 37 bombs. Go glove defense. Uh, I could I could see it. So, I'm going to go with Matt Chapman.
0: Uh, I don't know who to do it. Uh, this is a tough go one. Go
1: Be a homer and pick Aaron Judge. You know you want to do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to – like,
0: if I go with the Yankees, like, I don't know if I want to go with Aaron Judge or I want to go with, like – because I feel like he's going to have a huge season this year. I guess I'll go with
1: Judge, though.
0: I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'll go with Judge. I was thinking Judge, too,
1: but I was
0: like, uh oh. Yeah. But NL, let me think here. And uh, Yeah, NL, I'm going to go with, I'll go with Acuna, actually.
1: Wow. What you- okay.
0: Forty forty, I think
1: he gets.
2: All
1: right. All right. I'm going to go with. Because I think the Phillies are going to win that division. Yeah. I'm going to go with Harper.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to Bryce Harper. I think he has a year like he did in 15. I think he comes up huge this year.
0: These are obviously, like, early picks, too. Like, these don't have to be official. We can probably change it a lot during the season.
1: Yeah, but even if we change it and it winds up being, like, Harper or something, I'm going to go back on this (laughs) pot. Like, hey, look, I called it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Revisionist history.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: What about you? What do you got? Oh, I guess okay. Uh, Um What else has been going on here?
3: Oh, okay. So I, I think, um, I think it's Aaron Judge, be MPB for American League. Aaron Judge, right? Yeah, Judge, yeah. That's you going with, yeah. riding with that one too? Yeah, that's a good
0: pick.
3: And I'm uh-huh. not sure for um, an L M B B. I'm not sure yet.
0: Yeah. And that was pretty wide open. Like you got obviously you still got Bellinger and Yelts in there, so it's kinda tough.
2: Yeah. Yelch, Yelch.
3: Um, how do you think how Torres going to do for the Yankees? He, he he going to do much better than last year or not.
0: You said judge?
3: No, Tours.
0: Oh, Tours. Oh yeah. He's gonna be I think he's gonna be stud this year again. I mean, last year he was a stud, but I think he's going to get even better. It's like, he's going to end up being a superstar. He's only, you know, he's only 23 years old, so,
2: they're going to say and, that
3: uh With uh, uh, DD going to uh, be, I think he's going to do great at a yeah. stop
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, he, that's his natural position, so, he should definitely do good there. So, um,
3: so if we put toys on short star and then DJ replay second base, but on first base, who do you think will do way better? Mike Ford or Nuke?
2: Hmm.
0: Mike Ford or uh, Luke Ford. Uh I think well I think a vo- lot a lot of people like don't realize how good of a hitter Luke Ford is. Like last well, I, sh- I think both of them are pretty Good, like I mean, Ford did good last year, but Luke Boyd was like he was kind of hurt last year, and that's why he kind of underperforms a little bit. So he, I think, when he's healthy, he's gonna just he's gonna hit so many bombs this year, like, and then he's gonna just shore up that position. And well, obviously, Mayhew can play there too, and whenever he needs a day off or something. But I don't want to see what happens too. Like, it, I don't even know if Ford's gonna make it out of camp because. There's a lot of spots that are, like, t- even Tyler Wade you have a shot at making it out. He's, like, a versatile player. So, I don't know if there might not be a spot for Ford.
1: I, I like Void a lot. I really yeah. like I think he's I think he's one of the I, – honestly, I think he's one of the best hitters on the team. Yeah. He kills the ball.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, when you look at his stats and stuff, when you look at his, like, Hard hit percentage and things like that. Like, you know, he really, really hits the ball hard. I like, Vo- I like Voight being definitely being a starting first baseman there.
2: Yeah. I think
1: Ford is expendable. I think Ford they're going to use as a piece to possibly yeah, just, package yeah. with someone or something like that. Like, he'll be a piece they move.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Cause, like, like I said, with, like, Especially when, like, who can play there, too. There's
1: not really much of a spot there. Yeah, I think you need someone like a Tyler Wade because he could play a little middle infield. Like He could fill in in second if you want to put DJ at first. Yeah. You know, but I think DJ being back at his natural spot at second, Glaber being a short, yeah. I honestly think Rochelle is going to play a lot at third, and they're going to have Anduhar being a DH. And yeah. They're about moving Andujar around the field, too. But oh. I think – I think a healthy Stanton should be in left field. Definitely. Yeah. Judge right and Gardner and Talkman splitting time in center field.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of curious what happens with Frazier because he's
1: like. I've been out. Like he's going to yeah,
2: keep
0: going back. Like he's going to be stuck down in triple A all the time. Like we need, we need to move him somewhere.
1: Instead he's going to run an option soon. Yeah.
0: He only has like. I don't know how many options you have left. I think you might still have a season left of options, but. So.
1: Yeah, you might have one or two, but that's about it. It can't be many. Dude's no, 20, like, like 26 years old already. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I definitely, I could
0: see like at the deadline, them like piecing him and uh, Ford together for like, a, or something like that.
1: For a leaf arm or something. Something like that, yeah. You know, for bullpen arm or you know fifth starter type guy or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah, I could definitely see that.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Do you know that account? The uh, I forget the name of it. Um, it's like this account that oh, it's Yankee King whatever, and he he like has these ridiculous freaking trades trades that he puts out there like tweets out. He's like, the one today for, was like Yankees. And it was a Yankees Red Sox trade. And it was like Yankees acquire Chris Sale and Ben Nintendi and for JB Garcia, Clint Frazier. Oh, yeah.
3: I know what the trade is.
0: Yeah. That uh, was just great. J. Hap, Josh Smith, and then some other right handed pitcher. Uh, like, what the hell is this guy smoking? Uh,
3: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I talked to Justin about that. He said he thought Andrew will help Yankees a lot because of his speed and his great defense. So I don't know why he thinks that.
2: Yeah.
0: And the Yankees will be given way too much up there. That's not a good trade. And, like, well, you don't need Chris Sale either.
3: But, but I think um Chris Sale is a good pitcher, even though he was hurt last year. But I don't know how he will do this year.
1: Chris Sale is an incredible pitcher. Yeah. But he just hasn't been as healthy the past two years. But when, he, when he's on the mound, he's great. He's still a great pitcher. You know, it would help the Yankees. If they could put Chris, Chris Sale in that, in that rotation, that would be incredible. But to give up the whole farm, I mean, yeah. taking on that contract, yeah, I don't want that. You time. know what I mean? I mean, Ben Atendi's nice too. Yeah, know last year, I think Ben Atendi's going to bounce back. Uh, he's a good enough hitter that he should bounce back. I think it was just basically sophomore slump type thing. Yeah. And, you know, we see that with hitters a lot.
2: Hmm. But
1: you know, I think I think Ben Attendee bounces back a little this year. He is a good defensive player. Right. Uh, he's solid, but the only thing with that is really have no room in the outfield. No. I mean you still have Gardner this year. You got Talkman. I mean, when Hicks finally comes back, you still got him signed for six more years. You are locked into Stanton and Judge. Where does Ben attendee play? Because Ben attendee is still locked in team control for four more years. So, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, what are you doing with all that? Why Ben attendee? Like, why would you take on an outfielder? when you don't need one. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Unless you're going to throw him in center field, and the Yankees aren't going to trade Gardner. Uh And they still have Hicks coming back. I I just don't see it. I don't see that at all. I mean, it doesn't fit. Sale would be fine. If you can give up a couple minor leaguers, non-pitchers, and get Sale and take on maybe half the contract, and have Boston pay half of it, You might be all right with that. I'd be, you know, I would be happy about that. And that's the one good thing I like because I'm being a Twins fan. I like the fact that we have, like, all this draft capital. We have all these. We have a a great farm system that if we need to go out and get an ace or whatever, we definitely have the pieces to do it. Um, of course, I don't want to see them trade a Royce Lewis or an Alex Kirilov or Trevor or guys like that. But, you know, if you can get a controllable ace, if you can get someone like a Luis Castillo who's controllable for another two years or so, or three years, you know, I'd have no problem with it. Yeah. Just the problem with sale is the money.
2: I mean,
1: exactly. that contract. Obviously, if the Yankees eat more of it, more of it, then they don't have to give up as much of their farm. And Boston, if Boston is willing to trade Chris Sale, they're going to want the team they're trading him to to eat at least half of that contract because that's part of the reason they get rid of it. So, so I don't know how that would work out. I mean, that, you know. As between Cashman and Shane Bloom. What do you think about Rookie of the Year this year?
0: Mm, rookie of the Year. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a tough one. I can't even think right now who the even. I can not even think who rookies are right now. Who the hell? Who's even a rookie in the American League? I can't.
1: Guys uh, that come up. I mean, people are talking about Luis Robert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. And stuff. I think personally, to me, what I've been looking over, and of course, I'm doing the Mariners right now. Mm-hmm. As far as the preview, the kid Evan White they have at first base. That's Pretty much going to be their starting first baseman because Vogelbach will be full time DH. This kid Evan White can hit, man. Yeah. Duke can hit. He had 293 in AAA last year with like a 400 on base percentage. Like, dude, dude can definitely hit. I think he had 18 home runs. So, I mean, someone like him, Luis Robert, I could see. I, his plate discipline scares me. Yeah. that's the
0: thing that scares me about him. I can see Gavin Lux in the N.L. NO.
1: Yeah, is he still eligible? I yeah, I believe so. That's what kills me with the rookie stuff because you don't know if they're still eligible as a rookie or not. But I think he, I think he probably is. I think he is
0: because I was doing when I was doing like the the rankings, I was looking at it and. Yeah, was, I think I thought he was one of them, so I, I said that in my article. I was like this I said like he can be a candidate for rookie of the year.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of the national league guys.
2: Uh, I can't
0: I can't even think. Uh well I guess what's his name? The guy from the Rockies is known uh Bren, Brendan Rodgers, if he comes up.
1: Yeah, if he comes up. They like to keep him that- they like to block yeah. their guys keep them in the minors till they're
0: 25. Yeah. It was funny. I think Supi actually had him as his rookie of the year last year. But then he, yeah. he
1: like came, up, came up
0: and then got hurt. So,
1: no, Another guy, another guy would be um, on the Nationals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If Carter Kaboom can take oh, over third base for Rendon, I believe yeah. he's still rookie eligible too. He might have. He might have a nice year for them.
2: Yeah.
1: And then he pitches that make an impact. You never know with pitchers too. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Like I talked about the with the Blue Jays, you have Nate Pearson and you have Anthony Kay. Yeah.
2: That actually mm-hmm.
1: have shot, especially Kay because he was actually up in the majors last year, made a couple starts. His first start actually went really well. Just five and two-thirds, struck out eight. He faced the Rays. Faced a good team. Gave up two runs, five and two-thirds. Hey.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. He's one of the guys they got from the Mets for the Stroman deal. Oh, yeah. Lefty. But lefty with good command, good spin rate, throws about 92, 93. I mean, he doesn't light up the gun, but he's got a good fastball, good curveball. So who knows? Tough tough in the AL East
0: though. Oh yeah. Like I said yesterday though, I think I could actually see the Blue Jays finishing out of the Red Sox. Like I don't know what the Red Sox are gonna do this year, really. I mean they got an interim manager and they have like they don't have monkey anymore, they don't have price. They're I think they're I think they might be a, end up being a mess this year.
1: Yeah. Well, I had the Blue Jays in my article. I had the Blue Jays at 75 wins. Yeah. 67 last year. I have them at 75. I said their ceiling is probably 581 wins, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: only because the pitching staff is bad. Yeah. I mean, they have Ryu coming over. Ryu and Tanner Roark both coming to the AL East. And then they have Matt Schumacher. Yeah. As the third guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth and fifth positions are just a disaster. I mean, it's Trent Thornton, Chase Anderson, guy they got from Japan, Shunya Maguchi, who pitched well in Japan, but he's a 32 year old rookie. You know, we don't know, you know, I don't know <laughs> what, his, what his stuff is like. I mean, he's kind of a wild card yeah. with that. You know, I mean, we saw Kikuchi come over to Seattle last year, and he was horrible. So you don't know. And then they have uh, Ryan Baruki. There's another one they have possibly in the mix. I just think, and that's why I wrote the players to watch with Toronto, was Anthony Kay and Nate Pearson. Because I think with the fourth and fifth starters not really being settled, and Matt Schumacher, who pitched 12 games in the past two years, with constant injuries. I just think that these guys might find the spot during the season. And I could, and Anthony K, like I said, he already made three starts in his cup of coffee last September when yeah. he came up. So, I mean, if he pitches well and these other guys like Anderson and Thornton and those guys don't pitch well, K could actually break camp opening day as like a fourth or fifth starter for them. And if he pitches well, hey, could win rookie of the year. I mean, to see, you know,
0: yeah, possible. I know it's always like somebody that comes out of
1: nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be some guy called up in May that like oh t- tears the cover off the ball or something, something like that. Like, you, you know, you never know. Yeah. So you're a Yankee fan? I'll call you V for now because I don't know your name.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm a Yankee fan.
1: Yeah. When did you start following them?
3: Um, I mentioned um, it when I was younger, um, when um, Derek Jeter played, when he first um, played for the Yankees and became the band. And no. um, when yeah. um, my dad put Yankees games on, I usually watch with him the games.
2: All
0: right. Wow,
1: that's cool. Yeah, I think a lot of people got into the Yankees when Derek Jeter played. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Hmm. Anything else interesting in the world?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I might be going to get a cat tomorrow.
2: <laughs> oh, really? So,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm looking. At, we've been looking to get a pet. My daughter wants a pet, and mm. the landlord here. Doesn't really want a dog. We prefer to have a cat, only because dogs barking and stuff like that. Like, and we have tenants downstairs. So, okay. so my daughter um, saw a cat. What at kind the show. of cat? What was that?
3: What What kind of cat? Um, getting. I mean, what kind of cat are you going to get?
1: Just a regular. House cat. I don't know. I don't know what the breed is. Like, if they're, you know, it's not any specific breed, like a tabby or a Siamese or anything like that. My daughter went to a shelter last week uh, with my sister. My sister's, my sister had a cat for 16 years and he passed away last year. So she wanted to get another cat. She, wound up going and getting two cats a brother and sister cat so she has two cats now and then when my daughter went with my sister to the shelter she saw this cat that she really liked so we're kind of waiting on you know, let's see so we're going to go back up there tomorrow she has like the litter box and all this stuff already bought and it's set so we're just waiting so we're going to go up there tomorrow see if we can get the cat tomorrow So I might be coming home with a cat (laughs) tomorrow. So this is going to be my, you know, that and food shopping and cooking tomorrow night, maybe watching a movie. This is going to be my, you know, this is my life. (laughs) So. (laughs) Not bad. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Then around that, I do writing and, (laughs) you know, I'll finish up Mariners article at some point. Yeah. I'm gonna to try to finish it in the morning because the the shelter actually doesn't open until twelve. So I'm gonna to try to finish it in the morning and get it out and mix it in with the rest of the stuff we got coming out tomorrow. So, yeah. so we have like we have like four, four or five articles already set for tomorrow. I right. gotta so kind of mix and match the schedule, try to separate them. So we got two DFS articles coming out tomorrow. One for NASCAR, and one for NHL, and then we got two mock drafts football articles coming out tomorrow. And then if I do my Mariners, so that'll be five with the Mariners. So I just kind of try to break them up.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, nice nice little dead air there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else we have to cover. I don't
0: know.
1: I don't know. V, you have anything else for us? Anything else you want to say?
3: Um, are you worried about, um, I and his elbow issue? Do you think it might be something major or not? Because I hope not. I mean, we really need him. Simerino. Oh,
1: yeah, Simerino's uh, elbow. Uh-huh. Uh, uh
0: yeah. I, I'm hope- I hope it's not anything serious. I... I'm not like a lot of Yankees' Twitter were like, freaking out over it. Like, when it came out, everybody was, like, freaking out, like, oh, my God, another injury, another... oh, my God, uh But I th- I think it'll be fine. Like, when it matters, especially. Like.
3: Yeah, but, even though know his, that issue says the playoffs are hard, I'm not sure I get the respect right. But, some people said he had that issue since last year.
1: Yeah, that's what I don't understand. They said he had the issue last year in the playoffs, and why didn't he get it checked out then? I don't know. Yeah, that's,
3: that's my question.
1: Yeah, forearm strains are yeah. bad. It's never a good thing. Because mm-hmm. that generally... That generally leads to Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and you have a forearm strain because the Tommy John, the TG, the uh, UCL, is like the inside of your elbow. Yeah. And when you have a forearm strain, anytime yeah. you grip the ball, when you mm-hmm. squeeze the ball, when you grip the ball, you feel that strain in your elbow. That's not. This it's a bad thing. It's never good. So forearm strains are no good for pitchers because <laughs> that just that just tells you that an elbow ligament is not right because it holds the muscles then like to your wrist and everything everything's connected. I'd like to ask Beth more about it, but yeah, I, I pretty much know that forearm strains are not good. No, you know, it's just not a good thing. It's not a good sign. Yeah. It could just be loose bodies in his elbow that are causing pain. Maybe it's a debridement, which is like when you have a if you have a bone spur or something and it starts rubbing against the nerve, it could be something that they can go in and shave down the bone and then it's smoother and it doesn't rub against the nerve anymore. And that's a simple procedure and that's something that doesn't require a lot of recovery. But it'll depend on what the state of his his ligaments and tendons are. I mean if his UCL is damaged, it's not good.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm holding my breath.
1: I mean, because if it's if it's Tommy John surgery and he has it now, he's not back until all star break next year.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean it's it's a good that's a good especially with someone as young as he is. That's a good 14 to 18 months. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And usually pitchers that come back, it takes them another six months to get back to like normal. So he's not going to be, if he has Tommy John surgery, he's not going to be Severino until 2022.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you got to be positive. (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't know you gotta think yeah. maybe it's just a, like i said maybe it's a maybe it's a yeah. bone scar that's rubbing right. his nerve or something and it's a debridement. they can just shave it down and it's not that big of a deal that's kind of like orthoscopic surgery
2: yeah
1: you know a couple weeks recovery time but mm-hmm. But if Severino has Tommy John surgery, that Chris Sale deal is looking better and better.
3: (laughs) Uh. If you want um, Chris Sale, who do you want to give up to uh, Red Sox for Chris Sale?
0: I don't know. It's you have to give up like quite a like bit of prospects, I think. Like the red I got sorry. sorry. Yeah, 'cause the red flags def- are definitely needed prospects, so they probably like somebody like I uh, I I think Uncle Mutoshed uh
3: the the triple A P church then Chris Sale. I mean we'd be by with uh Paxton and um Simon, you know out maybe.
1: Yeah I mean Paxton Paxton's probably gonna miss I'd say probably two months yeah. of the regular season total. Maybe six weeks of the regular season. You know, it all depends. The problem with Paxton is he's had injury issues his whole career. So, I mean, we don't know. I mean, granted, it was a cyst in his wrist. Like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but still you don't know. You don't know how you compensate for an injury rehabbing. You know, if it hurts something else or whatever, I, I don't know. But I mean, honestly, for Sale, it it would depend a lot on what the Yankees have to pay as far as Sale's contract goes. If they have to pay a lot of his contract, then they're not going to give up as much as far as prospects. They won't give up Garcia or King or any of those guys or Abreu. But if if the Sox are willing to pay a bulk of his salary... The Yankees will have to give up more as far as prospects. Yeah. So it all depends on how that negotiation goes. Because that's kind of how it went. That's why the Sox didn't really get a lot for bets from the Dodgers. I mean, they got Verdugo and they got that uh, catcher, Connor Wong. Um. And Verdugo is a nice piece, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they could have gotten a lot more, but the Dodgers are taken on half of Price's contract. So that, you know, if if the Sox are willing to take half a sales contract, the Yankees mm-hmm. could probably give them Garcia and like a low level prospect and maybe Clint Frazier <laughs> or something oh, yeah. like, that. like you know what I mean, like. Yeah. kind of throw-ins, you know, a, a top-notch prospect, and then like a couple throw-ins, and they mm-hmm.
2: can get
1: Sale. Yeah. If you go into the playoffs with Cole, Tanaka, Sale, and Paxton, even oh if my- Severino has John, I just tell, that's ridiculous right there.
2: Yeah. You, come,
1: you come back next year with Cole, Tanaka, Paxton, Sale, and Severino, are you kidding me? Yeah.
0: I Severino
1: Easy.
0: Easy. Tanaka and Paxton are going to be uh, – they're free agents next year, so.
1: Oh. Uh, oh, well, you can let them go? Yeah. cold Severino and Sale. <laughs> kidding? Yeah. Right there, I, don't like.
0: think, I don't think they're actually going to get Sale, though. That would be crazy. Red Sox won't do that.
1: Yeah. I don't think the Red Sox will do that either. They're not going to trade with the Yankees. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: No. Yeah, I mean, Babe Ruth is one thing. <laughs> I think they learned a lesson from that.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think they do it. If they trade Sale at all, which I don't even know if they'll do at this point, but if they trade sale at all, I mean this, would mean, this would mean the Red Sox are going total rebuild. Mm-hmm. See, the Red Sox, I think, think that they still have a shot. And I mean, honestly, the lineup's pretty is still pretty good, even without Betts. And I know Betts is great, top five player. But they still have a lineup. I mean, J.D. Martinez is a stud. Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers have both gotten, both come up and, you know, they locked up Bogarts. Ben Attendi is a bounce back year. They, they have a really good lineup. Vasquez, Christian Vasquez, behind the plate, actually stepped up last year as far as, the, as, far as what is bad. So they have a really good lineup. It's just their pitching. You know, if if Sale can stay healthy and Eduardo Rodriguez can be consistent, they have a nice top two. Yeah. But Porcello's gone, Price is gone. I don't know what else they have.
0: He's
2: Is he a starter
1: though? Anymore?
0: I think he's still slotted in there like their fifth spot or something.
1: I mean, I just don't know what else they have. As far as, even if you slot in I mean, and the bullpen's not good. No. Workman pitched well last year, but other than that, they really don't have much. That's why, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not totally against what you were saying before about the Blue Jays finishing ahead of the Red Sox because the Red Sox are in the same boat. Man. I mean, uh, Blue Jays are the same boat as the Red Sox. Good lineup. Mm-hmm. But the pitching is not there. Yeah. I mean, the Red Sox have two. You know, they have an ace in sale if he can pitch and stay healthy. And they have a potential ace in Eduardo Rodriguez. Whereas like the upside of those two guys as being aces, whereas Toronto doesn't have an ace. I mean Hunch and Ryu is their ace. Sorry, he's not an ace. He's a number three. You know what I mean? Like he's so they have him, Roark, and Schumacher. So they have, you know, but they also have a set closer in Ken Giles. Mm -hmm. Granted, the rest of their bullpen stinks, but you know, I don't know Toronto. Toronto and Boston. If, if uh, yeah, I can see them finishing around the same. Especially if Toronto's infield like picks up this year, full season of Kevin Vigio, full season of Bo Bichette, Vlad Lagaro Jr. stepping forward. The dude I love on Toronto is Rowdy Tellas. Mm-hmm. I think the dude's hitting 40 home runs this year. I think he's going to be beast. And they signed Travis Shaw to play first base.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: You know, Shaw can go back to hitting 25, 30 bombs. And then they have Lourdes Gurriel playing left field, Teoscar Hernandez and Randall Gritchik, who Hernandez and Gritchik, yeah, they're going to strike out 500 times, but they'll hit 60 home runs. You know, I mean, they are what they are. I, I don't know. A Bougie, like I said, Abouje is going to score a lot of runs this year, but I think they're going to give up a lot because their pitching stinks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they'll be a fun team to watch. When the Yankees go play Toronto, the games mm-hmm. are going to be 11-9. and
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's all good. You know, that's fine. I just don't think you can win games consistently like that without an ace or two. I, I just don't think you can slug your way to, like, playoff. Yeah. Well, you can
0: score 20 runs a game. That's fine. I'll do it. Yeah. All right.
1: We're more, we're what? It's almost two thirty. Nice. I know. Oh well. That's all good. You it's to bed though.
0: Oh, uh, you got work in the morning?
1: No. No. Uh-huh. But so. yeah, I still got to write this Mariners article.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: just not, not exactly fun looking at the Mariners. Probably the worst outfield in the major league baseball. Yeah,
2: gross. I mean, really,
1: Kyle, Kyle Lewis, Malik Smith, and Jake Fraley. Ew! Like, who the hell are these guys? Like, what?
2: That's gross.
1: Yeah, it's bad.
2: <sighs> oh boy, yeah, they're okay.
1: they're a bad. Oh, their pitching staff is it's, is oh my god, they're a bad team. They made. They may actually be the worst team in the American League. I think the Tigers and Orioles are probably better.
0: Well, I mean Tigers. I mean, come on now, Tigers are winning the World Series.
1: Tigers are yeah, that's right. Tigers are winning the World Series. But honestly, in all seriousness, the Orioles are better.
2: Yeah. I really think
1: so. I really do. The Orioles are better than Seattle.
2: Seattle's bad,
1: man. They're a bad team. I mean, there's some bright spots, possibly, but they have no yeah. one, no one on that team has played like a full season, with the exception of Vogelbach and Kyle Seeger. <laughs> Look, I mean, Shed Long at second. Yeah, he's got a little power speed combo that might work, but you yeah, JP Crawford at short stinks. Ew. Dude can't hit. He's not a great fielder. He's, like, average. I mean, like I said, Evan White at first is the bright spot. Shen Long might be all right at second. Yeah. I mean, but really, that outfield? Kyle Lewis, Malik Smith, and Jake Fraley? (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. It's just, oh. That's gross. And Marco Gonzalez is the race. Gonzalez, Kikuchi. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of their starters. Uh,
0: uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, they still have Justice Sheffield from.
2: Yeah, well, he Justin, is-
1: Justin Dunn, who they got from the Mets in the Edwin Diaz deal. Yeah, yeah I'm know. sorry, but Justice Sheffield is your third starter. <laughs> Go. <Yeah. into> <laughs> <laughs> There's issues. Oh, <laughs> There's issues. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Oh, yeah. It's a bad team. Oh, they lose 100 games this year. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, easily. Especially when you look at the division. I mean, the Astros, I don't – I think the Astros are going to suffer a little bit because of the pressure and everything. They're still going to win 85, 90 games just because of the talent. I think the A's win another 97, possibly even 100. Yeah. The Rangers – the Rangers got Kluber. I mean, Lance Lynn and Mike Minor again, I, they might actually not be that bad. And the Angels got a hell of a lot better. Oh yeah. You know, just getting Rendon and having Otani healthy for the whole year makes them better. Seattle, yeah, Seattle's gonna be Seattle will be I'll say it right now, Seattle will be the worst team in the major leagues. Yeah. I'll I'll include the national league in this too. Cause I think they're the worst team in the major leagues.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that.
1: I'm going to Giants probably close second, but you know. Yeah.
0: You know what? If you want to make baseball, if you want to make baseball more interesting, just have the the bottom dwellers have. How about they play a game? Uh, play a series. The series, the worst team in baseball.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you do
0: that like before the before the play actual playoffs. You do the the non the anti playoffs.
1: Well, they should do – they should do – you know, other leagues should do this too. They do the thing like they do in soccer.
0: Oh, yeah. Kick them out.
1: Yeah. Well, you have the relegation. I mean, you, if you're a, like a bottom two team in your Champions League, well, you get knocked down to the bottom league and the two teams that are underneath you get bumped up to your league, you know, the following year.
2: Mm-hmm. Start doing stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd be down for that. <laughs> you have like two, two baseball leagues, like the Champions League and like the Shitty League. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's you- kind of you know, like in college basketball. You have the the NCAA tournament, that March Madness, and then you have the NIT tournament, like the not in tournament tournament.
3: <laughs> you know what
1: I mean? Like they should do something like that in baseball.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. Not in tournament.
1: <laughs> yes, the not in tournament. <laughs> NIT.
0: <laughs> what does it actually stand for? I don't even know.
1: National I, something. I don't even, I, I don't even know. I, I've always called it that. I've never heard that for years.
2: Not in tournament.
1: <laughs> That's, it's, I don't know. I don't even know what it really stands for.
0: Yeah. That's great, though. That was good. It's probably like
1: national intercollegiate tournament or something like that, like it's, you know. But I have no idea. (laughs) It's always been the Nunn tournament.
0: Oh, yeah, it's the National Invitation Tournament.
1: Oh, there you go. Okay. That was close. (laughs) So they invite all the teams that didn't make the cut. (laughs) it's basically what it is so yes it's the not in tournament (laughs) (laughs) so as soon as selection Sunday comes out and like teams miss the play miss the actual March Madness stuff whoever runs the NIT is like calling these teams up hey you coming to the NIT (laughs) you ready that's basically yeah. what it comes down to.
2: Yeah.
1: Alright. It's 2.30. i got to get going. I'm going to get to sleep. Yeah. I might, might be nice still up I might still be up a
0: while. I don't feel like sleeping.
1: Yeah, right. What? I might jump on a Mariners article for a little bit, but I yeah, I really should get this done for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. All right. I'll well, see you. All right, V. It was nice talking to you.
3: It well, was nice to talk to you too.
1: Have a good night.
3: You too.
2: Thank you. All right.
3: Yeah.